Hello and welcome to another episode of The Energy Detox, a petroleum-based blend of leadership conversations guaranteed to boost your professional and personal output by flushing away the hidden and often toxic barriers to peak performance. I'm your host, Joe Sinnott, a chemical engineer, executive coach, and 16-year energy industry veteran, helping you tap into the same resources fueling today's most successful and sustainable leaders. And today, we're going to talk about how those leaders are adept at demonstrating their value, demonstrating what they and their teams and their organization bring to the table, instead of merely talking about their value and theorizing about their value and and basically calling themselves a thought leader instead of a get-it-done leader. And to drive today's conversation, we're going to talk about a new $20 billion office within the Department of Energy that is intent on doing just that, demonstrating the power and the value and the uh, real-world application of certain clean energy technologies. And in particular, those technologies are, at least I think half of that $20 billion is dedicated towards hydrogen project, uh, production and you know putting, putting in place four uh, hydrogen hubs that will, again, prove whether or not uh, it is a viable, uh, economic, sustainable option for producing energy. Some of the other billions of dollars that are going to be put in place there are related to carbon capture, of course, um, small-scale nuclear uh, energy generation, and you know, a host of other things. But as is often the case, we're not going to dive into all the details of yesterday's announcement. Suffice to say, $20 billion will be you know, put to use and and at least the mission of this new office within the Department of Energy, again, is to, uh, in their own words, demonstrate real world application of these different technologies. But more importantly today for you as a leader, we are going to talk about the ways in which you might be unwittingly, again, talking about what you're able to do, talking about, you know, potential results instead of focusing on what you have actually done and what your team actually does and what you can and will actually do moving forward. And to drive today's conversation, we're not going to turn to uh, Senator uh, Jennifer Granham yesterday, the Department of Energy, who, of course, made the announcement regarding this new 20 billion dollar office. We're not going to step through again the details of that office. And if you're curious, you can find the updated org chart for the Department of Energy here. And and this tiny little red uh, circle here, that represents the the $20 billion new office of uh, clean energy demonstrations. But no, we're going to kind of step aside from the world of government. And we're going to go back in time to a world where Billy Mays, the chief demonstrator, if you will, of these United States roamed the the TV airwaves, if you will, pushing certain products, most famously OxyClean. And Billy Mays, who died about 12 years ago, unfortunately, was adept at demonstrating the value of his product, of OxyClean. He showed what it could do. And in many ways, you know, Billy Mays, who of course was filled with lots of energy, you could argue that he was in many ways the, uh, the, the chief uh, clean energies are, if you will. He was the chief clean energy demonstrator and would have made a perfect 
head of this new Office of Clean Energy Demonstrations. But alas, Billy Mays' energy, unfortunately, uh, was fueled in many cases by uh, drugs that uh, led to his untimely death at the age of 50 uh, due to, again, a, a uh, unfavorable combination of drugs in his system. But again, this is not the season of doom and gloom, of course. So we're going to bring this up a level here. We're going to try to channel the energy of Billy Mays to help demonstrate to you that it is possible for you to show to the world, show to your stakeholders, show to your audience your value without having to sound like some sort of salesman, but instead by going out and actually showing what you've done, showing what your team has done and doing it in a way that again, is aligned with what the ultimate mission is of your stakeholders. So with that, we're going to jump into the first question today, which is, do you have a clean and clear vision of the results that your audience expects you to produce? Because obviously it wouldn't do Billy Mays any good if he was trying to sell a product that, well, again, didn't have any value for anybody. You know, if he wasn't trying to target people who you know, or like me and like most human beings have the occasional stain on their shirt or stain on their tablecloth or whatever the case might be. If he knew that that wasn't a problem for people and that they struggled to get these stains out, well, then what the heck good would he be doing trying to hawk something like OxyClean? No, he had a clear idea of what was going to generate value, what his audience was interested in. And so too, the question for you is what is your audience interested in? Do you have a clear vision of what your stakeholders, whether it's your investors, your employees, your customers, your board members, from a personal standpoint, your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings, whatever the case is, you know, what do they want? What is it that they need? What is it that they're looking for from you? And again, not just here, what are we, three days away from Christmas. We're not just talking about the gifts that they're expecting from you or the things that they, you know, that, that are going to make them happy for a brief period of time on Christmas morning when they unwrap whatever it is that you you happen to gift them. No, we're talking about some some deep seated, not stain, but some deep seated goal, some deep seated mission that they have that you can help solve, that you can help achieve, that you can help you know move them closer towards. And again. In the world of the Department of Energy, clearly their focus, their mantra, the, the people basically signing their checks now and paying their bills is the Biden administration who is focused on these clean energy projects and moving them along. And therefore, again, they put together $20 billion office based on the uh, 60 or $70 billion that were set aside in the infrastructure bill to do just that. They have a, a clean and clear mission and informing this office, they're going to demonstrate how they're going to get there. But that's where it starts, right? We're not going to go through the rest of this conversation today and talk about the ways in which you can demonstrate your value, the ways in which you can prove what you've done and what you will do without first getting crystal clear about what it is your stakeholders want from you. So ask that, regardless of where you are in your career, whether you're, again, in transition, you're looking for a new job, or whether you're the firmly established CEO of a company, if you don't have a clear understanding of what your stakeholders want, what they want you to sell to them, if you will what they are anxious to buy with their time and their money and their attention, whether, again, they're looking to hire you, whether they're looking to pay for your product that you're selling, or whether they're you know, looking to, to pay you and, and the bonus that you're expecting as, again, some sort of leader. Get clear about what they want and have that in mind at all times. And don't get distracted by other salesmen who might have similar skills to Billy Mays, but are out there trying to sell things that don't actually matter. Regardless of the price, regardless of how flashy it seems or sounds, if what they're selling and the product that they're they're hawking, if it doesn't deliver results that matter, then it doesn't do you and your stakeholders any good. So again, ask yourself, do you have a clean and clear vision 
of the results that your audience is expecting you to produce. Which brings us to the next question, which is basically, what results have you produced? And the way this question is worded today is, how well are you protecting and promoting your prior successes, your prior results? Because in many cases, again, regardless of where you are in your career, there's a temptation to wipe the slate clean, if you will, wipe, right, you know, wipe your resume clean and start fresh and ignore so much of the value, so much of the gold, if you will, that you've mined over your course of your career and your life. And, and for those who are just leaving school, you know, even in your educational journey, there's a temptation at times in many cases, unconsciously, to set those things aside and to, to start, you know, spinning things based on what you think you need to do and what, what you think you can do or will do. And what that leads to is softer language. It leads to you, again, becoming, you know, uh, maybe more flowery in your prose about yourself instead of focusing on concrete results that you've achieved. And the reason that a lot of people slip into this trap, if you will, especially those who I work with, again, on the, the career transition side, it's... You know, again, it's human nature. It's this fear that what you've done isn't directly applicable. You know, the results that you've achieved in some cases over, you know, 10, 20, 30 year career aren't directly applicable. And you get into this rut of trying to, you know, respin things or, you know, again, talk about your potential and what you can do, which is, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for that. But instead, can you go back to your key results that you're proudest of, regardless of how you feel they're connected to, you know, your ultimate mission or your new mission or the new job you're trying to get? Come up with that, again, half dozen things that you have done, you have done well, you have achieved, and get crystal clear about what those are. And then promote them, push them, yell like Billy Mays was very good at. He was he was quite... Uh, Good and using his his powerful voice and again his energy, regardless of whether it was driven by uh, cocaine or some uh, you know natural genetics. The reality is that Billy Mays was very good at, at shouting out the results that his products could achieve, and it's important for you to be able to do that too. First and foremost, to show that you can achieve results, and then apply it to your new mission, your new goal, whatever the job is, whatever the the new again directive is from from your stakeholders. But again. Don't fall into the trap of setting aside what you've already done. Protect them. Protect those former results. Protect those, those you know, things that you've accomplished and you put time and energy into. Because again, one of the biggest fallacies I see over and over again is people who don't think it applies. They don't think it matters. They don't see the, the connection between, again, leading teams and leading a project and generating results and leading a new team, leading a new project, generating new results. And again, when you, when you get in this mindset, it almost seems laughable, but the question for you today is simply to ask yourself in what ways you're not protecting your prior successes. You're not elevating them. You're, you know, fortunately dismissing them and setting them aside. So answer that question for yourself today. Uncover even just one thing that you've done in your past that you're proud of that, again, might not seem to apply directly to your new goal, your new mission, but in reality probably has a lot more uh, application uh, than you might imagine. So with that, moving on to the third and final question today, which is, what are all the ways you can demonstrate your current and future impact on the real world? And I liked the release from the Department of Energy yesterday because, again, it talked about you know, real world results. Uh, I think, I don't know if I have the quote here uh, up exactly, but you know, the question was, well, what what exactly does it mean to have an office of, you know, demonstration projects? And again, I, I do have it here. Demonstration projects, this is quoting directly from the Department of Energy. Demonstration projects prove the effectiveness of innovative technologies in real world conditions at scale 
in order to pave the way towards widespread adoption and deployment. And again, that's, you know, I don't know who came up with with that wording, but it's one of those things that I think even a, a bipartisan a group of individuals for this uh, you know, money that came from the bipartisan infrastructure bill could kind of get behind. And I'll read it again. Demonstration projects, which is the focus of this new office, demonstration projects prove the effectiveness of innovative technologies in real world conditions at scale in order to pave the way towards widespread adoption and deployment. And again, whether or not the $20 billion that is going to be invested in all of these projects will lead to the, you know, the, the end results that everyone is hoping for, who is pushing for this new office and this new, you know, use of $20 billion, it doesn't matter. The reality is a statement like this addresses so many of the concerns and so many of the, the stones that are being cast at the government, because again, it talks about the real world, not just theorizing. You know, this department, theoretically, however, it's going to be measured. Again, there's, it was soft on details of how, you know, the success of this department or this new office, I should say, will be measured. And, and quite frankly, I think when it comes to the government, I don't know how many good measures are actually in place to, to measure uh, how well they're doing. But setting that aside, again, it speaks to the fact that this needs to be applicable. It needs to be applicable to the real world and it needs to be scalable and it needs to be something that can be adopted and deployed beyond the confines of basically a lab demonstration. And bringing this back to Billy Mays, again, it needs to be something that is clear cut. If it works, then it works. And people are inclined to buy it and move forward and be excited about it. And if it doesn't work and it leaves your stone, you know, your, your clothes still stained and OxyClean, you know, didn't work, well, it wouldn't be the multi-billion dollar uh, entity that it is today. So again, the question for you is, what are all the ways that you can demonstrate your current and future impacts on the real world? Is what you're doing and have done and will do, is it scalable? Does it matter? Can it work in conditions that go beyond simply talking and thinking? So answer that question and the prior two questions today and come up with some ways that, again, you might be you know, unwittingly underselling yourself or selling yourself and what you can do to an audience that really doesn't want to buy what you're pitching. So with all that being said, as always, I appreciate the time and attention you've taken to, to listen to me and to ask these questions. And I certainly hope that this helps fuel you towards a, a more you know, sustainable and, and successful future that you know helps uh, demonstrate to others your value and what you, of course, bring to the table. So with that, have a great rest of the day. And thanks again for tuning in. 